then let's uh i'm gonna start it then right now yeah here we go Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music, and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into our fearless beer review, then we get into our vinyl pickups. That leads into our songs of the week, and then we wrap it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler. Way out there. Hundreds of miles away. Way out there. Neither. It's Jeff. Go to Apple Podcasts. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us in there. Follow us on social media. All of our social medias uh, is at Asinine Radio. Let us know how you feel. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. That'd be great. Awesome. Uh, we have a, a phone number you can call. Leave us a voicemail. Send us a text. Let us know what you want to hear. We might listen to you. Uh, the number is 503-893-5307. Now, Jeff, we're done with the boring intros. Let's get straight into our fearless beer review. What do you got? Go. That was a little splash damage. I have another beer from our favorite brewery in Arizona, from Phoenix Beer Co. Ah, yes. The Phoenix Beer brewery. Company, that awesome adventure that we had going out to Phoenix. <laughs> this is their uh, this is their Oktoberfest. It's a Marsden, Marsden style lager, so, you know, boring. You excited but, for um, that? No, not at all. I, I, I Like when Mike... Friend of the pod, Mike, came out here and we had those fest beers from Wren. That's when it really like solidified that if I if I ever really want a a fall Oktoberfest beer, I want it to be a fest beer, not like a Martin, because I don't I just don't like these. They're too too syrupy and, and too I don't know too boring. Okay, that sucks. But that's what I <laughs> See, got. You're gonna be miserable while you drink today. Yeah, I I don't think I had this one when we were there at the brewery brewery uh, they're not they're not like bad uh, beers but they're 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 a style that i'm okay with drinking like twice a year uh, that's fair that's and fair. not not missing otherwise but it's five and a half percent 22 ibus is the did you get this from sloan i don't know it was in the fridge so you know he, he probably had to buy it when he was there yeah remember the, we're gonna yeah, leave he bought, and he bought a bunch song. of fucking beers yeah like, all right, ready you know, to go? worried about the uber but yeah. yeah he should have known like i don't take uber ever ever actually i it's been a while while like months and months but like i feel like if you take uber a lot it would just naturally come up in conversation that you would know that they don't allow people to sit in the front seat yes correct how the fuck do you not know that like like did you know that yes yes i knew that because it tell it actually tells you on the app it tells you that you know the driver nobody nobody's allowed to sit in the front and you're going to be driving with the windows down oh the windows have to be down I don't know if that's still the rule, but I remember for a long time it was. Yeah, Dude, what if it's like 120 fucking degrees outside? I mean, I'm sure a lot of drivers don't give a shit. But yeah, no, that was that was one of the rules. And it, it says Damn. it on the fucking app. It says, be prepared. You know, nobody's allowed in the front seat. Windows are going to be rolled down f- for everybody's safety or whatever. Yeah, it just fucking tells you. It's annoying. Huh? That's why no. I was, oh, dude, it's so fucking frustrating. What, that, what's, like, what's even more frustrating is he was the fourth person. Right, he was the one yeah, that yeah. met us out there, so he was the one that that caused the problems and whatever for whatever that's worth. Because like, if it was one of us, then we still go out there anyway and just figure it out later. But if it was one of us, at least we would feel bad being the person that caused the problems. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like at, at minimum, a round uh, of beers. Like, God, I'm sorry, I fucked up. Here's here's a round of beer. The next one's on me. Yeah, exactly. But no, but that Sloan, it's like everyone else's well. fault. And uh, and I we're gonna talk about it all the fucking time, probably for the rest of our lives, because that really pissed me off. Yeah, that was the I think that was the only time I've ever seen you really, really mad at someone. <laughs> other like than legit, legit mad. Yeah, the only other time I saw you mad is when you were mad at Chris and me for making us late for our oh, plane I, trip home, I, even though it was your fault that we missed our plane. Oh, it wasn't That's my the only fault. time I saw you mad. That's fine. It wasn't my fault. But we're not gonna get into that. So um Anyway, so what I got, I got this uh, from 
a place called Bristol Farms. It's a, it's like a kind of higher end grocery store, but they have a really good beer selection there. And uh, I picked up the six pack of something called Starburst IPA. Uh, it comes from a brewery called uh, Ecliptic Brewing up in Oregon. And uh, this is a West Coast IPA. It's uh, 7.8% ABV. I don't know the IBUs, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to drink this. Oh no, I'm 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 good. Let's okay. let's drink them. Here we drink go. Em. Oh. This is a beer. This is quite the beer. <laughs> Does it taste like a Starburst? Oh man, can you imagine? Wow, is that not so what it was cool. supposed to do? I mean, I think it's supposed to be just like a like a sweeter kind of beer, and it kind of is a sweeter IPA. But it's not like a ha- it doesn't taste like a hazy. It doesn't have that that juiciness, but it's like a sweeter IPA. This is a really good IPA. This is really good, actually. Mm, um, okay. So, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on yours? And then we'll we'll do the uh, we'll rate our beers. What do you got on yours? This is this is fine. This is very very thin. Um, not a lot of flavor to this. Very very safe. I like the mm-hmm. can a lot. The can's really cool. It's got your your typical, I don't know, dude in a beard. With a little fedora-looking hat that they wear, you know, the, <laughs> during the Oktoberfest yeah. and the leader hose in, he's got one of those giant fucking beers, and it's got a checkered like ska type of texture to it, but it's blue and white instead of black yeah, and white. That's the Bavarian flag. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. What's okay? So I know it's from Phoenix Brew Company. I know it's a Marston. What's it called again? Uh, I think it's just called Oktoberfest. Okay, I'm not even gonna try to look it up on Beer Advocate, but. Okay, so uh, so we have we've both tried our beers. Uh, yeah. Now we're gonna rate them with our world famous three point rating system, where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer you're gonna continue to drink, one is a bad beer but you should give it a shot, and zero is drain pour. So what do you give your uh, your your Oktoberfest? This is this is like a one point five. It's not bad at all. Like it's not gross. I'm not. I will drink the whole thing and I would be completely happy with it. But mm-hmm. because I already drink these types of beers only a couple times a year, and because I don't ever plan on going back to this brewery, because it's just far. Not because I hated the brewery, it's just fucking far, and I don't want to go that far, and I don't go that far ever. So because of that, it's, it's got to be a 1.5. But like if somebody brought it over, I, would, I wouldn't be like, oh, it's gross. I'd be like, oh, cool. It must be October. And I would yeah. drink it. I'll have one what? or two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So with my, my Starburst IPA, uh, I think this is. I think this is a really well-made IPA. This is really good. Doesn't have any of the maltiness. This is really delicious. I'm, I'm digging it. I'm, I'm stoked on the rest of my six-pack. And uh, with that being said, I'm gonna have to give this a 2.75. God damn. This is this is a really good IPA. It's a little. It was a little bit pricey, but whatever. It How was much was it? it? I think it was like 17 bucks for the six-pack. Are they 12 or 16 ounce cans? They're uh, sixteen. Oh no, no, twelve. I'm sorry, twelve. Mm. Yeah, okay. A little okay. pricey, okay. but but okay. still very, very good. I would definitely, definitely get this again. And I don't even know what part of Oregon it's in, but wherever it is, I'd be down to go to the brewery. So Maybe probably it's close Portland. to Portland. We can we can start digging. Let's when see we, when we go up there to dig. Oh yeah, that's true. When is that store opening? I don't know. I, they they started to price records, but I think they're getting ahead of the of the game in doing so. Mm. Okay. So this is uh fuck man where is this place oh oh it's in Portland it is in Portland yeah off of eight two five North Cook Street I don't know where that is but you might know where it is are you looking at a map uh I mean I am now oh is it like northwest east south it says it, it looks like it's just northwest of Randall Children's Hospital okay so that's I think that's the west side of the river and then and then. Oh, it's right next to the five. It's between the five and then a place called The People's Pig. Hmm. I don't know if you've ever been there. New Seasons Market. Portland's basically divided into like four. So there's the river, the Willamette River, that separates Mm -hmm. east and west. And then there's Burnside, which separates north and south. Do you know where the Kaiser is, the Kaiser Hospital? Uh, if If that's the hospital that's super west, then yes. But if that's not that hospital, then no. So it's right. It's it's just east of uh, the Willamette River. Oh, okay. So it's on the east side. What's okay. it, what's this brewery called? I'm just gonna look at on my fucking map real quick. Ecliptic Brewing. Ecliptic Brewing. Ecliptic Brewing. Ecliptic Brewing. Dang! All I typed in was ECL, and my maps knew what I wanted to do. Yeah, dude, they're always weird. listening. Always listening to you. Oh, okay. So that's like that's like north, north, 
Portland. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's, now, that's, now, now that I went out a little bit more, it is very. It does seem very North Portland. Yeah. That's almost like university. Yeah, I'd, I'd be down to go when we go up to Portland someday within the next couple of years. Hell yeah, dude. We're going to hit Portland so hard when we go. Oh, my God. I miss that <laughs> town. Every time I've been there, man, we had, I had a fucking blast. Fuck. I love that city. I want to stay where all the punks stay in like downtown area. Squat. I want to get dirty. <laughs> yeah, we don't even need a fucking hotel. <laughs> we're gonna Hell get a yeah. Hotel. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm past, like, like had, it, had it been, like, if we were, like, 21, 22, I would think about, like, staying in some fucking nothing, like, in nothing, like, just nowhere, <laughs> but like a right park? now. Like a park? Yeah, you know, or like a fucking train station or some shit. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to that. But nowadays, come on, man. Gotta get out Yeah, so that, that, that brewery is four miles from the Cheerful Tortoise. Ooh, okay. Ah. Uh. I wonder if they still have like their their dollar beer night. I don't think so. I think they stopped <laughs> doing that when when we when we still live there. I think partly because of Palmer and I. Man, dude, we drink so much fucking beer. The two times I was there. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fun. I remember Good drinking. I honestly remember drinking like twenty Maripons a night, and it was twenty dollars. There's no <laughs> sales tax. It was just a twenty bucks. Yeah. Yep. And then whatever you tip them, but. Barely like half the time we just leave without paying and then our next time there like you didn't even pay your tab I'm like oh shit sorry <laughs> how much do i owe you oh god dude the, the last time i was out there and the four of us got just the platter of just beers there was probably yeah. 20 beers on this huge platter and we were just the four of us were just going at it that was, those, that was good. those that was good those time. were the days where we could put them down Fall asleep at like four and still wake up at like nine and then have a very, very productive day. Yep. Well, that's fucking what we did when the last time we went, when me and Ronald drove up there to hang out with Palmer. Remember, we, we drove the 18 hours straight. We didn't even stop. <laughs> we drove 18 hours straight to Portland. And then we got there at like three in the afternoon. And then we partied until about 4 a.m. And then we went to we went home, went to sleep, woke up at like 10 went and got pizza from Domino's, watched Wedding Crashers, and started drinking again. Like, we probably got yeah. four hours of sleep. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was wild. so bad for you. Those Domino's <laughs> pizzas were like $5, remember? $5, yeah. Price of a hot and ready. And that was before Domino's did like the five ninety nine for the mix and match or whatever. This was just straight up. Like, it was like 5 bucks <laughs> for a large Domino's. That was fucking dirt cheap. I know. Oh, my God, dude. And that was the, um, that was the trip where... Because we went in like it was March. We went in March, I think it was. So it was still snowing, and it was there was ice everywhere. And like every ten minutes, one of us would slip, and it would just be. And then Ronald, of course, would slip the worst and like really fall. Was it and, like March? hit the ground hard? I, it was. It was some. I don't I think it was. It had to maybe it was because it was actually it was snowing then. as we were walking. Yeah, it was around. a blizzard. It was a blizzard when we came into town. Yeah. We pulled over on the side of the road on the side of the five to play in the fucking snow. <laughs> like a bunch <laughs> like of shoobies. <laughs> like a bunch of Southern California Southern, guys who've yeah. never seen snow before. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> fucking idiots. Losers. Oh, man. What a, dude, that, that trip was so much fun. But anyway, yep. back to the pod. Yep, back to yep, the pod. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. I gave mine a 1.75. You gave your Oktoberfest a 1.5. Uh, let's move on to our vinyl pickups and uh, leads into our songs of the week. So, what do you got, Jeff? Go. Um, yeah, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have that much here. Okay. But uh, the first thing I, I I wanted to talk about is I finally did my second listen through of two thousand one, the Dr. Dre album. Oh yeah, and it um, now so I I I don't like this one as much as I like the Chronic, but this one has a lot more nostalgia. Just because at this time, I don't know, getting more into music. And then when I moved out and then when we started like going to bars and stuff and hanging out more and doing more things that were fun, like the 2001, a lot of these songs on here were songs that we learned. Yeah. Yeah. They were still relevant enough to be played at clubs and stuff. Yeah. And, And like forgot about Dre is just like that was a song we knew every single lyric to both parts yeah. <laughs> i know 
and it was just i don't know it was it's so fun and and the song still fucking rips it's still a badass song and overall i mean maybe my my vinyl omitted some of the skits i don't know but there was like only one skit really oh that's not bad i don't yeah. remember there i don't even remember if there was a lot of uh, skits i haven't listened to that record in a long time I mean, just like just from looking at the track listing on like Wikipedia, there's multiple skits being thrown out there. But the way they're presented on the record is it's uh, they're not they're not like stop the music, do the skit, and then start the music again. They kind of like mm-hmm. blend into each other really well, which doesn't make which is not surprising coming from like Dr. Dre, who has learned from Chronic, and now he's doing another one that people are just clamoring after. So he he clearly had learned some stuff because there are skits, but they're played into the music pretty well okay like um guilty conscience oh wait no guilty conscience is on uh the m&m record yeah right? yeah, yeah yeah that's essentially I mean, like a skit with nonsense i <laughs> yeah. forget about that song too before you walk in the door to rob the liquor store <laughs> <laughs> so good oh yeah I so i got to that again i got 2001 super happy with it Okay, Sounds cool. fantastic. Um, another one I got, this was a, a pre-order and it finally came in and that's All Get Out, their season, or the season oh, yeah. album by All Get Out. And did did you listen to the whole thing at Mike's? No, he had just started the second side when I when we when we got there and eh, it was whatever. Okay. Eh. So like so I, I I I think these guys are fucking fantastic. They're they're from North Car or South Carolina. One of the Carolinas. Mm-hmm. Is there North Carolina or just South Carolina? <laughs> yes, Jeff, there are there's north and south, yeah. Well, there's a there's a West Virginia, but there's not an East Virginia. There's just a Virginia. Well, there is a Virginia, yeah. Yeah, but there's not an East Virginia. But okay, there's but a West it, Virginia. It, but it doesn't matter. It's, there's a, there's a North and South Carolina. There's there's a West Covina, but there's not an East Covina. There's a Covina, but not a not a North Covina. True. You're right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'm not all wrong, buddy boy. My <laughs> geography, I don't even know. <laughs> it's geography. Yeah. You Stupid ass country, way too big, ridiculous. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, so I got All Get Out, double LP. I didn't even know until it came, but they were redoing their songs and doing them all acoustic. And they posted it basically the same day that they uh, they were doing the pre-orders. And so I listened just to Lucky Bastard, which is like, that was the song that got me into All Get Out from Friend of the Pod, Kevin, when I used to live with him. He listened to this band a lot. So I listened to that song acoustic. Well, that was pretty fucking cool. That's awesome. And I knew it was a double LP, but I just figured that they were just doing that thing where you just put like one track per side and then oh, spread yeah. out over two albums and it comes in and the second disc is just the entire album acoustic. Oh, and I didn't I, know that. I didn't know it either. So That's kind of cool. I was, dude, I was just blown away. I was so excited. I was so happy. And I listened to it like three times already and it's a killer Jesus. record. They're just, uh, imagine like, imagine like Limbeck, but less country and a little bit more emo. And that's kind of the vibage that's okay. that's going on with all get out. I could I could see that a little bit, at least the the portion I heard. And a lot of their stuff, a lot of their newest, because this came out two thousand, like two thousand one or two thousand eleven. I can't remember which one. Probably it sounds more like a two thousand eleven album, yeah. not a two thousand one. Yeah, because their other album came out two thousand fifteen. But they do yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of like writing and stuff and production stuff with the guys from or one of the guys from Manchester Orchestra. So they're mm-hmm. like friends or something. So just that kind of layering of sound is 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 what it goes on with all get out and, and their sounds. It's really cool. I like okay. them a lot. I'm super I'm happy with do. this record. <laughs> it was one of those records that sold out really fast, right? Yeah, well they had a bunch of different packages. You could buy like the record and then you could buy like the record and a t shirt, and then you could buy like the record and a t shirt and a EP, and then there's all these different things. And so I just bought the record itself. Because it was already kind of right. expensive. How much did you pay for it? I think it was like twenty eight. Oh, that's that's not bad considering you, you essentially got two records. Well, I didn't know it was two records at the time. I yeah, thought but it was now just, you know, so it's even better. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Like, had I known, I would have bought one of the the packages. <laughs> I thought I was like, damn, twenty eight bucks for just one fucking. And, and the record's not that long. It's like forty minutes. But you bought a lot of records for twenty eight bucks. Well, not a lot, but some. Like new new releases, right? That's true. I mean, no, that's I true. I mean, th- Third Eye Blind. Well, that's a no-brainer. I mean, come on. <laughs> that's a damn perfect record. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk about that, you know, 
Oh, God, because you fucking already listened to it, you little <laughs> butt wipe. All right. What else you got? Yeah, so the next one, the, the band is called Dr. Buzzard's Original Savannah Band. Okay, I'd never heard of them. I had never heard of this band either until we did MIA. And she had sampled one of their songs on her Arular, A-R-U-L-A-R, Arular. Arular. I don't know. She had sampled one of their songs on there, and, and then that sample I thought was really, really cool. So I looked it up, and it was this band, and the name is interesting. And so when you look up this band, so, okay, sorry, I'll backtrack a little bit. That album's called um, Dr. Buzzard's Original Savannah Band Meets King Panette. And I, what I think. What a fucking title. Yeah. But so, so when you look at this band, a lot of their, a lot of the genres that are being thrown around are disco, big band, soul. And this all sounds awful. Like it all just mm-hmm. sounds terrible. If you look on Discogs, it has all of those descriptors along with like electronic and it sounds I would bad. not be interested. Yeah, it sounds really bad. But dude, they're none of these, like whatsoever. They they maybe sometimes occasionally will take one thing from each of those. Mm-hmm. But I felt this was more this was more a mashup of a lot of different genres with a serious like Latin flair. This reminded me of a lot of the cool stuff Willie Colon does, but he just has a, or down here they have a lot of vocalists like female and male vocalists and they mesh together really well. And the music's very exciting. So I would, if anything, I would say it's more like Latin jazz stuff with Mm -hmm. maybe some like big band influence and big band. I mean, Mm just like strictly in the in the sense that it kind of swings because there's a lot of swing to this and it's really really good what a weird what a weird find from a sample to this and and this was even the album that i was looking for because they look kind of the, the, the similar they're just they like their the album covers are very there's a lot going on they're very busy and i thought and i was buying the one that i wanted to buy but i ended up buying their second album and it got shit reviews people didn't like it but I think it's absolutely phenomenal. I think it's fantastic. And where'd you get it at again? Is that, it was at Aldo's. Fucking Aldo's? $5. What a steal. What a steal. I know. I know. I'm really interested in this now. It's really cool. You should know. Um, it sounds terrible, but. It does. It, 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 all, all of, I mean, that just goes to show you, like, when you look at genres and, and how they describe a band, they're, they're not always a good descriptor because. I don't know. The, 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 my pick of the week, all of his descriptors are shit too. Mm-hmm. But it's just—it's something better. It's something more. And I think this comes from a from a, a generation of, of musicians who just wanted to play music, and who was in, who were influenced by a lot of different people, and those influence really came through in their music, and they were just happy to play music rather than be relegated to rock or jazz or funk or whatever. They did it all because they wanted to do it all. They don't give a shit. All right. It sounds but good. I'm, I'll check it but out. I, but I almost think like when you when you when you genre jump like that a lot, you're you're generally not more you're not as successful as as people that stick to one genre. No, not at all. Because you're you, people like consistency. They like going back to something familiar. And when you're not doing that, they're not going to really stick with you. Just the that's way she shame. goes, especially that's especially when it's something that that's a little bit more obscure. Like if you're not following the trends, like the best example would be a tray you. I mean, the music they do now is much different than what they were doing before, and it's terrible, but it's more popular to the masses because it follows more of what's going on popularity-wise. Sucks. Yeah. But yeah, when you, when you do like swing and, you know, disco sh- stuff, it's, that shit's not popular. Especially those types of... And like Big Band at one point was popular. It was the bee's knees. It's just, it got old so fast, and it was just overtaken... Even just by like jazz itself overtaking like jazz and, and rock and, and roll, being better at what they were doing, but there's still some merits to it. There's still, you know, there's still some good things about the big band era of music. Well, yeah, especially when you look at it from like a nostalgic stand- standpoint with like movies and and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's mostly bad, but there's some good in it. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's like, True. It's like Vader, mostly bad, but there's still some good in them. Next one. All right, what else you got? I got 
this was in a this was in a pile from that I bought from a, a guy who goes to the same record store that I do, and he just had a bunch of records in his car the same day I was buying records at the record store. And he's like, "Yeah, do you want all these for like a hundred bucks?" I was like, "Okay." And there was like six boxes, you know, seventy-five to a hundred records each box, and it's Miles Davis, his Sketches of Spain album, hmm. and it sounds like cool and all, but like the jacket was pretty fucking beat up, and the record. There's no loops or skips or anything, but there's surface noise on some of it. And mm-hmm. for this type of record, you need it to be real quiet. But as a starter copy for free, like, come on. I would yeah, never complain. complain there. But yeah, this is his Sketches of Spain album. This was uh, recorded in 1959, released 1960. And this was like well before the whole bitches brew in that era. This is, this is still him just, you know, doing old people jazz. <laughs> Straight, but this more one, straightforward jazz. Yeah. yeah, but this one is, they call it Third Stream, mm-hmm. and it's basically like a fusion of, of jazz, world music, and like European classical music. And okay. one of like the, the main components of the Third Stream is, it, it's, it doesn't have to be, but like improvisation is a big part of it, and a lot of it should be improvised, and and. This does all of that. Like this is a perfect fucking album. This was unbelievable. I could not believe how good this was. This was this was crazy good. This this rivals some of the stuff. And I'm still like new in the Miles Davis scene. But this rivals how I felt when I listened to like Bitches Brew and then really? going back and listening to like other stuff from that era. This was so cool. And I'm also just very into I mean, I like I like a lot of like plays and stuff from like Carmen is one of the fucking best operas of all time. And there's a lot of a lot of that sound in here, and there's a lot of there's a lot of band members. I mean, he's a full orchestra. Yeah, you know? I'm I'm look, I have it up right now, and yeah, there's like probably 25 people. Yeah, so it's it's, <laughs> it's it's not it's not like a stripped down thing at all. It's it's a it's a full fucking orchestra. PCJ's playing bass on it, so you can't go wrong with that. We're just I mean, this is just a full sounding album of just. I don't know. It's like they took you out and put you in Spain for a little bit, but then also made you realize that this is being done by a guy that you know and love and trust. I don't know. It was it was weird. <laughs> it's hard to articulate this jazz stuff because I'm still I'm still new to like the nuance of it and still kind yeah, of getting yeah. into it. So it's it's hard it's hard to explain why I like it so much, but I do. Yeah, the, something with this many this big of a band, I. It's so hard for me to really get into it. It's never, oh my, it's so bizarre, dude, because after I got to the second, or once I got to the second side and then I started looking it up, I swear this is maybe like six, seven guys because hmm. they never, it, they're never competing for like the, the, the spotlight. And even Miles Davis, like he, like the same reason why I like um, Stan Getz is, he knows when to just chill and like it's okay. Let everybody else do their thing for a little bit. I'll come in when I feel like coming in. And mm-hmm. there's just this very like lackadaisical like, approach to this album. But then also it's very tight, very technical. But it's not presented like that. Yeah. Interesting. It's really good. I've seen this I've seen this cover before, but I've never I I mean I obviously never bought it because it's probably too expensive. Now that I know how much I like this, if I see a copy a good copy for 20 or less, I'd, I'd pick it up. Damn. And then I would yeah. take your old copy. Yeah. <laughs> this is fantastic. It's good stuff. So what else you got? Uh, I think that's it. That's all I got. That's it? Yeah. Wow. Okay. What's your, uh, then what, what do you got for your pick of the week? Uh, my pick of the week is from a guy called Dan Hicks. Dan Hicks. Yeah, and he had a, he had a band... It was called Dan Hicks and his Hot Licks. <laughs> so good, really, really dad rock sounding, you know. And and I I chose this because it was in a another pile that I was just flipping through, and I like to pull things out just based strictly off of the cover because when I when I have a garage full of two thousand records, the <laughs> only way I can get to the music in a decent fashion is judging it by its cover. Mm-hmm. And so I judge this one by its cover. It's like a matchbook. Like like you open up a, a thing of matches and it opens up down and then up, you know? Oh, okay. That's interesting. And there was like a cutout of the band and it was just, it was cool. I was like, oh, that's kind of, this is kind of cool. I like the name. Kind of, it reminds me of Juliet Lewis when she had her band, The Licks. Oh, Juliet yeah. Juliet Lewis and yeah. The Licks. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I'll, I'll throw this on. And this guy, I mean, this guy's been kind of 
relegated to like country swing, bluegrass, pop music. And and I looked him up and I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. Okay, I've never heard of him, never really heard of anything he's ever done. Doesn't mean it's bad. It's just not really starting off on a great foot there if he's never worked with a lot of big musicians. Mm-hmm. So I threw yeah. it on and I didn't even know what to expect. Like I didn't, Even after the second, third, fourth song, first side, every song is entirely different. It was, this was, this was unbelievable. This was so fucking bizarre. This like challenged everything that I knew about like making music and and, in general and putting out records. This was so fucking weird. This went from like, from weird, like vocal jazz to straight like gypsy music. The song was really bizarre. So, so the rest of the album doesn't really sound like that song. There are pieces of the album that sound kind of like this song, but Dude, like, like he's he, he has a couple songs that are very like gypsy sounding that sound like some shit like Django Reinhardt would do. Okay. And then he okay. and then he has stuff where you'd think he's playing like a club in Vegas with just like a piano player or something, and it's it's fucking weird. They, I think this album is phenomenal. I think every song on here is brilliant in its own way, and then when you put it all together, it makes sense that this guy never like got huge. But these individual songs, I think, are phenomenal. Okay. All right. Then when was this? I assume 70s, right? Yeah. This was... According uh, to the cover, he looks very 70s. It's weird because it's called Striking It Rich, the album. But like on Discogged and, and just Google searching, it looks like it's his original album from 69. But Striking It Rich, the album title, is from 72. So there's... And like on his Wikipedia, like you can't click any of his albums... And on Discogs, there's very little info. And and then I was talking to, to Desi at the at Uncle Aldo's Attic record store. And one of the guys that comes in all the time that he's known for years, his dad is Dan Hicks. No shit. Yeah. And That's I just, so weird. I just so happened to, to talk about Dan Hicks of 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 buying it in one of the lots that he gave me. He's like, oh, yeah. Like, I forgot what his name was. He's like, yeah, yeah, Bill that comes. That's his dad. He's dead now, but like I, I next time I go in there, I need to set something up where I can talk to him and be like, "Dude, your dad was fucking phenomenal." Yeah, that's wild. That's what a weird coincidence. I know he's not even from Arizona, from Arkansas. That, that makes it even crazier. That's strange. That's really strange. That's cool though. All right, do you want me to play a little bit of the song? Yeah, play a little bit of the song. All right, here we go. It's uh, O'Reilly at the bar from Dan Hicks and his hot licks. He was talking to his other friend What was that name again? Wasn't that beer there, one of mine? Stealing my beer is a sin Stealing my drink has caused me to think Think about the rat that you are Whoever you are, you pushed me too far Now I'm gonna smash your face O'Reilly, it was plain, was feeling no pain I think you better reckon with me Your life at the bar was taking a jar O'Reilly was as drunk as can be Whoever you are, you pushed me too far Now I'm gonna smash your face There you go, Dan Hicks and his hot licks with the song O'Reilly at the Bar. <laughs> you know you know what he re- kind of reminds me of is, uh, wh- what's the guy who does the music for Toy Story, Randy Newman? Oh, yeah, one right? of the Newmans, something like that. Yeah, that's what he kind of sounds like, the way when he you sings. you got a friend with me. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the, 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 it's just that, it's very, it reminds me a lot of that. 
<laughs> it's fucking weird, dude. That's why I was asking if, if the rest of the record sounds like this, because that his voice. No, like vocally, that's that's the only that uh, that guttural like Louis Armstrong trying to be thing. That's the only yeah. time he does it. Okay, okay. And I think like this is a deliberate attempt of him trying to do like a Louis Armstrong New Orleans jazz song with a little like country flair to it. Yeah, I mean musically it was pretty cool, but it's yeah, fucking weird. Yeah, it's very, very strange. Dude, I'm telling you, like, this is one that I put in your pile f- for you to listen to, just for no other reason than every song is fusing two genres that you'd never think would ever be together. <clears throat> yeah. And he does it really well. Weird. That's very weird. Hopefully it's good. No, it's it's pretty... It's good. It's it's Because that good. song is a little rough. Yeah, but it, it's got a little swing to it. It's it's easy oh, it to does, get into. Yeah. It's catchy and it's fine. I'm gonna smash your face. <laughs> it's like it's stupid. it's it's catchy. It's dumb, but damn, dude, this album is just. I've never heard anything. I've never heard anybody take this many chances ever in an album. <laughs> and he never, yeah, like you said, like there's there's not much written about him, so he never really went anywhere. He ended up in like California and 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 didn't record for many many years and then got back into recording but then like battled addiction for very long and died just recently like 2016 of throat cancer. Oh shit. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. I would I I would love to meet his his kid and, and just talk to him about how amazing his dad was and now I'm on the lookout for anything about Dan Hicks and his hot licks. <laughs> what what if his uh, what if his son like has all these records and shit? You get like his whole discography. <laughs> oh, that'd be so nice. It's just like he sells it to you for like a hundred bucks. I listen to or all not of even a hundred, but see, I've never even like like this album's worth the on Discogs. It says like you can buy it for a dollar, okay, but all the yeah. all the shipping from these people are you know it's like six dollars. So it's a seven dollar record, mm-hmm. and I mean I've never looked for it, but I don't think I've ever seen this. I mean I've I don't re- recognize it at all. I've never seen. And you never see a lot of the same of covers from bands you don't even listen to or never even heard of, but you see that cover. And if some, if we bring something to the pod, you're like, oh, yeah, I've seen this cover before. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. And I've never like, seen I've, that. I've never seen this either. Yeah. All right. So that all you got on your uh, on your vinyls? Sit. All right. So vinyl-wise for me, I don't have a lot either. Uh, mostly new stuff, actually. Um, not really a lot of used stuff, but... Uh, or actually any used stuff for that matter. So the first thing I have here, I picked up from a record store I'd never been to called Chaos Records in West Covina. And uh, they had a pretty bit, a decent selection, some good stuff. Picked up some some solid records, and this is one of them. And that's uh, No Effects. Picked up their eighth record, Pump Up the Volume. Came out in mm. June 2000. And uh, like we talked about on the No Effects pod maybe a month ago when we did it, uh, this is like kind of their their kind of transition into more of like a pop punk kind of thing that they were doing, rather than a more straightforward punk of the previous records. And uh, yeah, this is a solid one. This is this is this one is fucking great. And I've I've always loved it. And uh, it's kind of surprising at how big my No Effects collection is. I never thought I would have this many No Effects records, but it it came on like bad. it came on quick too, didn't it? Didn't you? it was like week by week by week? It just grew and grew fast. Yeah, because I don't see no effects very often. Uh, and when I do, it's like their last two records, like First Ditch Effort and then Single Album. Those are like the only ones I ever see in the wild. And then, yeah, I got ribbed uh, from that freak, from that huge collection I, I got. And then I came across um, uh, White Trash and then Coaster and then a couple, a couple other ones too. And yeah, it just it's all happened all within like the last two months, <laughs> which has been great. <laughs> it's been really cool. And I'm I'm really stoked that I have this this nice of a, uh, a no effects collection. Never ever thought I'd get it this quickly, but yeah, can't go wrong with uh, with no effects because yeah, with with most no effects, absolutely, it's all the same, but uh, it's all good. It's all good, especially when you're in the mood. You know, it's like yeah, you, you get through like a 30 minute no effects record, and you're like, I want more. I'll throw on you know, pump up the volume. I'll throw on white trash, you know, because they're pretty similar. Yeah. So it's always nice. Always nice. Can't really throw on heavy petting too because that's quite a departure or coaster or anything like that. But still good. Uh, so the next one here I also got from uh, that same record store, Chaos Records, West Covina. Check them out if you're in the area. Picked up um, the Vandals record, The Quickening. Fifth record came out in July 96. This is like one of their forgotten records. I feel like this and International Dating or um, uh, Internet 
fuck, what is the internet name of the dating record? super studs? Internet dating super studs. Yeah, the, the, these two records are like the forgotten Vandals records. Both good, but this one is actually really good. But it just kind of falls in like this weird area or era of the band. So this came this came right after Live Fast and then right before Oi to the World, your favorite uh, Vandals record. <laughs> and uh, it's good, man. It's just it's solid Vandals music. It, there's nothing that really stands out too much, um, but it's just fun. It's a fun listen through, and I got it for like I think eighteen dollars, so oh. not bad at all. It comes on a cool green vinyl, uh, translucent green. Can't complain. Solid record, and my Vandals collection is pretty big too, which is very nice. It's very very. I'm happy about it. I got almost everything I I want from the Vandals. So you I have, just need, I just need two. You, there's two I I don't that I that I need that I, that do, I want at least. Which, which two do you not have or that you want? Uh, Peace through Vandalism and When in Rome. After that, I'm pretty much good because I, I I don't Hollywood Potato Chip would be okay to have, nah. and then I don't have Internet uh, Dating Studs. Fuck, I always forget the name of that record, and then I don't have Oi to the World. But you so, don't want that one either, so yeah. I mean, I I don't I don't need that one. I don't need when that one when did you get Hitler bad? Uh, I got Hitler bad uh, when I was in uh, like back in August when I was in uh, Temecula. Uh. Yeah, I got that one then, and then I got look what I almost stepped in last month, and then I've had live fast since they did that that reissue the the diarrhea reissue, <laughs> but the poop splatter one poop so splatter. The, <laughs> it's like the coolest variant I have. Easily the coolest variant I have. Damn. It just goes. It's it's so well themed to the record. It's perfect. So very few bands could could do it that that cool. I love it. Absolutely love it. Okay. Love the Vandals. So uh, yeah, get into that. And then I got the Beastie Boys record, Ill Communication. Uh, I got this one. Where the fuck did I get this from? I don't even remember where I got this. I just got it this week, but now I don't even <laughs> know where I got it from. Oh, I got it from Port of Sound. Port, mm. Wait, did I get it from Port of Sound? Hell, I don't even fucking remember anymore. No, I got this one from Chaos as well. No, I got this also from Chaos Records. It, was it new or used? I've never seen a used copy. Oh. I've never seen a used copy. And, and I thought, let's just finish my, my Beastie Boys collection. This is the only one I wanted uh, that I don't have. And uh, I'm stoked on it. I listened to it. it. It's definitely one of the ones where there's like the one hit. Or no, there's two hits on this one. But outside of that... Uh, you've never heard any of these songs. It's it's a, kind of a very obscure record from them. I feel yeah. outside of sabotage, really. I mean, that's which is one of their biggest hits. But outside of that, yeah, this this album is uh, not forgettable, but it just it's different. It's more like atmospheric, and an, I don't know. It's it's not nearly as good as Check Your Yed, and not eclectic enough as like license not license till. Um, Paul's what is the one it? you hate so much. No, not Paul's. No, oh my God, what is it? Hello Nasty. Hello yeah, this Nasty. one. This one's sandwiched in between Check Your Yet and Hello Nasty. Yeah, so it doesn't have that that eclecticness of of Hello Nasty, but it's not as good, not nearly as good as Check Your Yet, because Check Your Check Your Yet had that perfect balance of the hip hop with the dub, but this one like kind of dove in some more of like a, like atmospheric kind of slower jam stuff, which is cool, but it's a solid record. I'm glad I have it. It's a good so, Yeah. Fourth record came out in 94, so long ago. Uh, this next one, uh, I'm so happy I got this, and I'm so shocked at how quickly it got to me after I ordered it on, after I pre ordered it online. There was absolutely no delay, and that was uh, Third Eye Blind, self titled mm. record. Self titled record on a special red variant, and uh, they only pressed, what, 10,000 of them? And it sold out with ten thousand. Is sold out that fast? It sold out with. I think it was ten thousand, right? Fuck. Am I wrong? Uh, you have to be wrong. Ten thousand's a lot to. And they uh, keep they pre- they keep pressing these every single year, like twice a year. This is the second time this year maybe, they've done this. Oh, uh, now now I got it. Maybe now I'm 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 wrong. Let me see. If, oh my god! If they're pressing ten thousand, they're selling out that I, fast. I That's unbelievable. <laughs> maybe I could be wrong. Because they already did this in like March. <laughs> we missed out on that one. Did they really do it that that recently? Yeah, oh there has to be God. like five thousand. Dude, wow! I thought it was no. Oh, you know what? Maybe I'm thinking of it. You were only limited to buying ten at a time. Yeah, you can only buy ten. Like fucking ten. What? That's <laughs> I know. a shitty thing to do. <laughs> 
Uh, it doesn't say. It doesn't say how many were. I mean, I'm I'm only looking on Discogs, but yeah, I I don't know why I thought it was ten thousand. But anyway, yeah, I got this one. Uh, if you don't already know, this <laughs> is this this record. I mean, this this record in general is just unbelievable, and it's just the production and the mix on this album is is flawless. It's absolutely flawless. On top of the songwriting, uh, it's just, I. I listened to this record twice within a few hours because I just I was digging it so much. I I love this record. It and it just sounds so good. It's so well balanced uh, on this vinyl. I don't know if that. I mean, it's always sounded good everywhere I've listened to it, like on CD because I had this on CD, you know, streaming everything like that. But maybe just because I listened through like my speakers and I had it really loud and man, dude, it was this is a really good pressing. This is one of those really really good pressings. Oh, mine's so bad. I know. Yours is still sitting at the post office. <laughs> fucking Calabasas. <laughs> I got mine like four days ago. And I ordered mine before you did. I know, right? You ordered it like t- 10 minutes before I did. So annoying. Ah, oh, this fucking guy. But I love this record. Who doesn't love this record? You're an idiot if you don't love it. It's true. <sighs> so anyway, I'll, I'll be listening to it a lot more. And we already did it on the pod. So go listen to that episode. That was a good episode too. That was. And we ranked all their records, which uh, only like, one and a half of them were good. I don't even remember any of their other records besides like Blue. Yeah, because the other stuff was mediocre. I remember really nothing. Mediocre. I have no <laughs> recollection of their other records at all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember what they sounded like either, but I remember them being very boring and very mediocre. It was like Ursa Minor or some shit that they did. The Bear. I don't see. I don't even remember. Mm. Do not remember. And uh, the, the last thing I have here is my pick of the week. It's uh, the band Magma. You know, we've talked about them quite a bit never done them on the pod but someday we will uh i picked up this record from fingerprints like a month ago maybe i just finally got around to listening to it and uh this is their seventh record it's called attack or attack a-t-t-a-h-k and uh, came out like i said seventh record came out in march 1978 uh this is their first album after their their year-long break and this is where they started to dabble in more uh, more genres, like weirder genres of the time. Uh, they, they incorporated a lot of R&B, a lot of funk into the sound of the, this record. And uh, this is this is a really good one. I hate the cover. The cover is just like, it's disgusting. <laughs> I, just, I hate looking at it. Uh, it. But it was actually done by H.R. Uh, Geiger, oh. who did, you know, Alien and... Emerson Link Palmer, Brain Sound uh, Surgery. He did Jonathan Davis's mic stand. That's his um, claim to fame right there. Well, yeah, kind of true. He only did. He only made three of them. So, uh, let's see here. So yeah, I picked up this one. This is uh this this one kind of blew me away. I was not expecting it because the last Magma record I got was just okay. It was more unsettling than anything else. It was a lot of like big sounds, like orchestra, like 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 a film score. It was more like a film score than like a proper record. But this one, uh, this one just it's so good. It's so rad. Weird-ass vocals, but really good instrumentation. And uh, my uh, the, the song I chose is the first song called The Last Seven Minutes. And uh, I'm just going to play a little, like, the first minute and a half, and then uh, we'll talk about it. So here it is, The Last Seven Minutes from Magma. <laughs>
There you go. The last seven minutes from Magma. Great prog rock, prog jazz band from France. <laughs> so good. What did you think of this? Yeah, it was solid. I, uh, I, I didn't expect the vocals to continuously get more and more weird. And at first it was a little, it was a little bizarre when, whatever fucking, how you, how you explain like that, that type of singing? <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Almost like guttural, like, but not. It, it's just weird. Guttural. And like yeah. normally they, they would be so goofy and it would be so dumb, but these guys can really back up their playing so they can really just do whatever the fuck they want vocally. Mm-hmm. So long as it, it semi matches what they're going for tonally. And I think it did. And so. That type of vocal delivery, I usually fucking hate, and it's super irritating. But I don't know I worked. I liked it. I dug it. But yet, you, you, your pick of the week was a guy with the weird, like the weirdest fucking voice, Randy Newman esque kind of voice. Yeah. Well, okay. So Randy Newman. Oh, okay. Like the guy the boy. That's how your guy was singing <laughs> in that song. He was singing. He was channeling more Louis Armstrong than Randy Newman for uh, sure. Maybe both. Let, let's just he, say both. He had a little inner satchmo coming out over the over <laughs> over Toy Story. But yeah, I mean, just because I, don't know, I, I like I like weird things. I like things that that are going to challenge musical norms, and prog rock does that. But it also falls into kind of the same category of just being overly ambitious for the sake of being overly ambitious. A guy like Dan Hicks and all of his hot licks, he's challenging. <laughs> musical norms and stripping it down much like the white stripes were doing and he's fucking bizarre and his songs are super super weird he doesn't need to be technical yeah yeah not like comparing the two he's just i like weird stuff i like like people that just do weird things i don't know all right so if you listen further in this magma record the vocals get even weirder they just they progressively get stranger and it's uh it's fun it's good it's a great record i highly recommend it um, Magma, just go check out the band. We've talked about them before. They're very, very unique. Very, very unique band. I've but still never once seen Magma in the wild out here. It's that's and I see them. I mean, I don't see them a lot, but when I do, I always pick it up. Yeah, I've, I've never seen them one time. I wonder why you haven't, and I have. It's usually the opposite. Yeah, I usually see everything at least once. <laughs> yeah, except for Magma. Except for no Magma. Magma. Yeah. Even Martin Denny. Most of my Martin Denny's I got while I was in Arizona. That's annoying. <laughs> That's annoying. But well, anyway. He, it gives you something to look forward to. No, it's true. Yeah. yeah. Especially when I'm out record shopping. Absolutely. Anyway, so Magma, check them out. Great fucking band. They're still around. Still put out music every once in a while. So get into that. And uh, that's all I got for my vinyl. So uh, let's get into some new music. Uh, there's only a couple things. Do you want to play these songs at all or no? Forgot what they were, so probably not. Uh, probably not. Okay, that's fine. I, I, we don't need to play them. But uh, so the first new thing, uh, new album that came out. Every ah. time I die. Eh? Uh, every ah. time I die, I put out. <laughs> they put out their new song, Radical. I have not listened to this yet. Uh, I did pre-order the record, and I haven't got it yet. Are no you gonna hold out? Date. I'm. I said I would, and I'm going to. Yeah. But uh, all the record stores around me all have this in stock. Um, but I pre-ordered it, and there's no shipping date for my pre-order. So, That's cool. Yeah, it's fucking great. So I'm probably just going to go buy this at a store within the next couple days. And is, then your, sell. is your pre-order black or a colored? It's a colored variant. So I'll probably just sell my colored variant. Is it, worth, is it sold out or worth more? Yeah, it's sold out. Yeah, my, the variant I got is sold out. And then the one that's in stores is like this neon green. So it's still a cool color variant, um, but yeah, because this is bullshit. Why the fuck? Why? Why even pre-order anything if I'm not going to get it? You know, with it, why am I? Why are these stores getting it before I am? I know. If this doesn't make any fucking sense. And this isn't the first time this happened. This has happened so many times since we started collecting, and it's only been a year and a half since we started this bullshit. So this is this is just dumb. It took. Look at the fucking AFI record bodies. I just got it last week. It came out in June or July. And I just now got it. Well, it's fucking be, dumb. Because, uh, I mean, if you buy it on the black, because I, I, so I, I did listen to this today, uh, and I, I would like to buy it on vinyl. I think it's fantastic. 
Yeah, they've never put out a bad record. I this mean, you know is, what you're um, getting with them. But. Right. I mean, it did like just the, the opening line that he delivers is just so, he just screams. And it's so <laughs> fucking loud and it's so aggressive and it's so kind of obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. But then it drops right into it and the entire album, is, I think, is fantastic. There's two songs on there I think are pretty okay. One of them being damn near shit. But other than that, <laughs> it's a fucking banger of an album. Yeah, they, they're just consistently very, very good. So uh, yeah, I'll probably pick this one up sometime this week because fuck this pre-order shit. It's, this is just stupid. It's yeah. really stupid. That is stupid. That's fucking dumb. That they, I don't know. It's Like at least get it on time, you know? Maybe yeah. like a day after it comes out. But dude, this is, this is like just becoming with every, every pre-order I have. It's late. And these fucking record stores. Like, look, look at the BT Bam, you know? It's... <laughs> we, you and I picked it up, and ours weren't coming until January. I know. For, first, we, we didn't know when it was coming, and then it got updated to January. Yeah, and, and just and like the, the lack is, of updates irritates me. And w- w- what's really stupid about the BT Bam is that we, you and I, both missed out on the first pressing of it. So then they they put up the second pressing, which you and I got, which wasn't going to be released till January. And then I was at Port of Sound last week, and then I picked up, uh, I picked up BT Bam. <laughs> and it was it was there, and it was the second pressing. It was it's not the same variant that we got, but it's still, you know, it's it's like it's still of that second pressing. So why the fuck are these record stores getting them two three months before the shit that we pre-ordered online? It doesn't make any fucking sense. It's so dumb. It's frustrating. I don't I don't like it at all, sir. I don't like it all. either. No, sir. <sighs> okay, so uh, there's a new song came out from Arch Enemy. Um, the pretty pretty awesome metal band I've been following since high school. Uh, they're they're unique in the sense that it's a female singer, but he would never know uh, because she just has this. Well, both females because they've had two female singers, and both of them just sound like you know, you just would you wouldn't expect it. And uh, they put out a new song called Deceiver Deceiver, and uh, it's good Arch Enemy. I mean, I think Wages of Sin is their best record. Uh, but this is still solid, solid stuff. Musically, they, they've always been really good too. Just some really, really great guitar playing. But what do you think yeah. of this? I, I had nothing against this. I thought it was great. That's cool. Yeah, good stuff. They're 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 one of those. Also, they pretty much do the same thing every record. Uh, but it's just consistently good. Even with the new singers. I mean, they've had three singers. The first singer was was some. I don't I don't remember his name. But he did like the first two records. Those records suck. And then they got Angela Gossow gas hour or something and she was great and then now this girl forgot her name but yeah good stuff yeah i mean there's nothing wrong with doing the same thing over and over again a lot of bands do it no effects has been doing it for fucking so goddamn long mm-hmm. but they're Branson, all good bad religion you know a lot yeah, of bands do it. it's fine. it's fine it's all good totally fine uh and then this next band this is a band that's starting to do something different and uh it's terrible so that's zebrahead <laughs> Uh, the song is called Out of Time. I mean, I know they got a new singer, but man, this is a big jump. This is a big jump. This is like them trying to like jump on the Atreyu bandwagon of trying to make more pop-oriented music, and it just sounds bad, dude. Just it lacks all excitement. It's so generic. I, so I it just it doesn't. I, I don't understand because they got a new like co-lead vocalist because the the guy yeah. Ollie's been in there since. The fucking band has been started in the nineties, mid nineties, and yeah. so like that. I don't know. Like you'd think there'd still be some semblance of of like their heyday of of like Playmate yeah. of the Year and Waste of Mind, but this this song specifically is so different and bad than anything that I've ever heard Zebrahead do. And they released another single before this one that we had talked about. Oh, that one was even worse. No, no, this one's worse. The one that we talked uh. about. I don't know if you remember, but it was half really, really good and half okay, worse yeah, than yeah. this. Because it yeah, went from being like cool ska punk and then went to this and then it transitioned back and forth and it was just weird and it was disjointed. It was half really, really good and it was like, oh shit, there's still Zebra Head here. But then there's also this new co-lead vocalist that they got. But this is just... Doesn't make sense. This is all bad. Yeah. It's very bad. And, you know, fine. Be, do something different, but... Dude, this is bad. This is just not good. But uh, the last, the, the last album that they put out before the other person joined, mm-hmm. and there was there was a lot of like metal and, and thrash punk on there. 
Well, yeah, that was like 2018, 19. That was, well, that, that was, was because a good Dan, record. Dan from Death by Stereo has been in Zebrahead for the last like six years. Yeah, so but they've always that had that edge, though. Yeah, but they've always had that edge. Even, yeah, since, even yeah. since the beginning, they've always been aggressive. They've yeah, always been absolutely. like like a more aggressive Newfound Glory. Newfound Glory hides their aggressiveness very, very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's because What's-His-Name, the singer, is such a high-pitched voice. It's hard to get past that sometimes. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, this this new zebra head is... Oh, dude, it's, it's atrocious. It's atrocious. So, uh, so you got anything else to say, or should we wrap it up and that's it? Fuck out. That's it. That's all. all right. So, go to Apple Podcasts, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at SNI Radio. Thank you all for listening. Get into the main episode because we are getting into the White Stripes album Icky Thump, and we're also going to rank all six of the records. So, check it out. Tell your friends. Um, and we we are the best. So, that's it. That's all. We're the best.